If you say you are loosed, what are you waiting on to feel? You are loose. I say you are loose. Hallelujah. Ten people experienced the healing. Only one person had an insight. Did you hear what I said? Ten people were healed. And only one had an insight. Why did the others continue to go? He said to go show yourself to the priest. But they did not recognize that while you're obeying this instruction, that if God does something, you need to take out some time to praise him to thank him it don't matter what instruction you had last a breakthrough is worth a thank you a celebration glory to God when I speak about rolling with the punches you don't understand see because religion is your stock in the yesterday's instructions. You can't think on your feet now. Amen. Yes, he said to go show myself to the priest. But wait a minute. I can't continue this journey without going back. Look at me. Look at what he has done. Look. Eh, what priest? You haven't heard my punchline. What priest? As soon as I experienced healing, he made up his mind. He was bypassing the Levitical priesthood and go to the real priest. The man, hey, you said to show myself. Hey, I'm coming back to you. Here am I, Jesus. have time for these turkeys. You healed me. I came to present myself a living sacrifice. <laughs> Are you hearing me? Two people obeying the same instruction. One is spiritual. One is in the law. As soon as I'm healed, what priest am I going to? The one that healed me. People have ruined their breakthroughs through the years. You get all kinds of miracles. 
And when it comes to thank you, you start hee hawing. Maybe have a seat. Let's read it together so you can see. You can't fake it, thank you. Hallelujah. Hmm? Watch now. Verse 13 said, they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. They lifted up their voice when they were in need. But when they got a breakthrough, they didn't remember to lift their voice in praise. Huh? And <laughs> look at this man. Look at this man. I love him. He says, <laughs> he, he said now, verse 15, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back. And, uh, you see now, with a loud voice. Hey, when I'm telling you to shout, you don't understand. Hey, he came screaming it, hey, shouting it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I told you that when I came out of the wilderness, I came out with a shout. And I've gone through hell and high water, and I've never lost my shout. Woo, hallelujah. And God said to me, if you will shout before hundreds, I will make you shout before thousands. I will cause you to shout before millions. So long as you keep your shout, no matter what the devil does. Woo! Have a shout! That's what I tell music ministries and churches. I said, don't let your shout only be when you're singing. You need to keep a shout. Your shout should be in you. Even when you're not saying anything. There's no murmuring or complaining. You're just thanking him even while you're going through your stuff. Huh? He said, came with a loud voice. A loud voice. A loud voice. Hey, Resurrection House All Nations. Do you have a loud voice? Or are you going to be like the nine? 
that's talking about, well, he didn't tell us to come back. Thanksgiving is from the heart. It's not a rule book. The priest over there in Jerusalem don't know that I'm coming. What am I going to show myself to him for? I'm going to turn around and go to the one that lifted this curse from me. That removed this pain, this shame, this embarrassment, this misery. Hey, he deserves a shout. Listen to this. He said, and one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God. Watch. And fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. Hey, he was beside himself. Huh? He said, He fell at his feet. And started thanking him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Huh? Watch. Because you can't say that you're grateful for what God has already done. And your thanksgiving. It's not magnanimous. No. Because what God has done for you, there's no way you can produce it on your own. And no human being can do it for you. And the greatest thing he has done for you is not the money he gave you. It's not the car he gave you. It's not the house he gave you. It's not the healing you receive. Is that your name is in the Lamb's book of life. You are the son of God. You have escaped Satan. You have escaped hellfire. If you will shout for that, every devil will take flight. If you will shout for that, every miracle will show up. If you will shout for that, One day I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm going through hell. Eh? When will this end? Help me. He said, son, at least thank me that you will not go to hell forever. This hell is temporary, but eternity. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> Glory to God. The, the Bible says that there remained a rest for the people of God. We, we, we don't understand. Leprosy is sin. Because the only place Satan has right now is to find a way to re-engineer sin. Back into our lives. So our eternal destiny will become questionable. So that's what the fiery temptations are about. The fiery darts of the devil. He's always trying to put leprosy back. Hallelujah. But if you live by faith. See now. You, you missed it there. But if you live by faith, every leprosy will drop off. Yeah, you are tempted. Your mind is about to explode. But keep worshiping God. Keep shouting. Keep blessing God. Keep preaching. Keep teaching. Hey, every leprosy. Woo, suddenly... How many of you felt things loosen from you from last night? I'm telling you, chains came off. I said to myself, I will never be the same again. I'm on a new trajectory of glory and power and fire and miracles. He said, a man, and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And the Bible had to make it clear. And he was? Mm -hmm. Because his pain was triple. A Samaritan. And then you're a leper. You're a leper. You're leprous. Eh? How bad can he get? You are rejected at all levels. Now, that's a rejection most of you have never thought about. How would you feel? You have um, a condition in your body, and you open your Bible, and you read that God's people should not hang with you because of your condition. Would you even read the Bible? When what you perceive to be your discrimination is authorized in the scripture. How did they maintain their faith? And we lose our soul easily. If you read that in the Bible, would you even believe in Jesus? Think about it. <laughs> and yet they kept their faith. That Jesus would tell them to go and show yourself to the priest. And they took off with no hesitation. No argument. They didn't start saying, well, well, how are we going to show ourselves? He hadn't done anything. 
Nothing has changed. I mean, we heard of all the people receiving miracles, blind eyes opening, and cripples walking. I mean, ours is go show yourself. But you got to learn, your instruction is for you. He don't have to do for you as he did for somebody else. We are enjoying in this church what he's not doing for other churches. So we have to obey our own instructions and meet our own requirements for faith. When Bishop will watch some of my videos, you know, his wife was here some weeks ago and attended service. I don't know what all she told him. He said, do you know what is going on in that place? So do you know how many preachers I know fasting 40 days repeatedly to experience the things you are, yeah? And they haven't found it. <laughs> uh, watch. If this does not fix you or correct you tonight, I don't know what will. Look at the response. Before Jesus received his thanksgiving, his, his gratitude, his shout, he said, wait a minute. Didn't I clean ten people? What happened to the nine? If nothing has, will change you, this should. He actually expected. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. He's expecting your shout. He's expecting your gratitude. He's expecting that every time you receive something, you don't need anybody to tell you. You should run to the altar with your own offering, with your own shout, with your own praise. No, you better know that he's looking for it. He's expecting it. Now watch. He just said to me, you must understand that the instructions I gave concerning leprosy was to protect the clean, but not to reject the unclean, because I have a plan to reverse everything Satan has done if they will serve me. Yes, I said you should be barricaded. You should, you know, separate from the clean so the whole land will not be filled Amen. with lepers. But it doesn't mean I don't love you. I'm segmenting you because I have a miracle for you. I told you that I was wondering what have I done wrong that everybody's getting their breakthroughs and he told me to go serve him at the church and you know nothing happening I thought hmm? Hmm. so one day he told me I need you to go downtown 
That time they were building the IBM building. He said, I want you to go there. You notice in the Old Testament, he would tell prophets, you go. He told, uh, is it not Jeremiah? Go to the potter's house. And I will speak to you. So he told me, go to that side. And I went there. I parked. And I came to the thing. He said, what do you see? I said, they're just digging. I'm pouring stuff. He said, well, why are they trying to go up? But instead, they're going down first. I said, it's because they're digging the foundation because the building will be so high. Watch. They pour a slab. You go, three days later, the house is done. But you don't build a skyscraper in three days or in three months. The same way he said to Jeremiah, that has well seen. He said to me, yes, it's because what I'm going to do with you is so high. It's so great, and I'm taking my time to lay the foundation. There are, there are so many puny heads in here. You are using your two sense knowledge to judge omniscience. Because he, don't, he is not rushing to do as you please. Instead of celebrating, I must be going far. I must be going high. Because what he's about to do, he's working on it. He's working on it. He's working on it. You are enjoying it now. That's why you can start a church and buy a building in four months. And in four years be completely debt free. He says, and Jesus answering said, were there not ten cleansed? That was his answer to the man's worship. Instead of receiving the man's worship, he started talking about the nine who just missed out on the finishing touch. I told you that Thanksgiving makes your breakthrough permanent. And more importantly, the permanence of it is to defeat, not just to solve the moment, but to defeat the generational devils. To unlock their grip. Have you been blessed, beloved, watching this and learning the ways of your God? I ask you again as I asked you yesterday. You've been suffering for years. You've been rejected. You've been tormented. You've been downright disillusioned. And Jesus comes and says, go show yourself to the priest. And you never lost your faith. And you obeyed. That's your greatest asset in this kingdom. Many of you, your faith is wobbling, wavering. 
You're filled with doubt and frustrations. You feel justified. You haven't found your hallelujah in your pain. That's when breakthroughs happen. These lepers obeyed. Would you obey? And as they went, the Bible says, they were cleansed, they were healed. And only one turned back to say thank you. That is the biggest challenge we're having in Christianity. People constantly are paying back evil for good. How is it that they received such a magnanimous miracle and they didn't think to come back? They were stuck in the instruction, go show yourself to the priest, not knowing that you can never be too busy to say thank you. That's why I'm telling you, God taught us that Thanksgiving should not be turkey and football and all these things. Thanksgiving should be you and your family coming before the altar of God, bringing a worthy offering and saying, thank you, Lord, for the year we have received. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing you are to us, to our family. Jesus says, we're not 10 cleansed. And only one returned. Only one. Only one. One out of ten. The tithe of the breakthrough. Would you say thank you? November the 19th, 10, um, sorry, November the 23rd, 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Right here at Resurrection House for All Nations, two hours. You appear before God to say thank you. He's looking for it. Thanksgiving makes your breakthrough permanent. Thanksgiving is a revolution in the hands of God. You will experience the permanence of grace when you keep the covenants of God. Start this year. Don't procrastinate. Join this glory revolution. You will experience the mighty hand of God bringing deliverance to you. In the name of Jesus, amen. The number to call is 770-994-3777. I did mention 17 because that's when we are celebrating 21 years of God's faithfulness. That Friday night we will have time of worship and praise. Join us, 7 p.m. And then on the 19th, which is the Sunday, we'll celebrate. We'll have the celebration services, better put that way. And then after service, we'll go in our East Lobby where we can set up for 600. And we have a great, great dinner. It will be such a blessing. Come, your life will not remain the same. You might discover resurrection is what is missing in your life. Whew, thank you, Lord. He's looking for your thanksgiving. He's looking for your heartfelt thank you. You're not too busy. I know you have guests in town, but it doesn't matter. Get up. Bring everybody as a family to the altar. You begin a new revolution in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Glory to God. We love you, beloved. Call today 770-994-3777. Put your seed in the ground for your greatest breakthrough. Mark 4.26. The power of the kingdom will be released in your life. You will not know how. All you have to do is put the seed down. You go to sleep, wake up. It will come back. <clears throat> it will produce fruit. And he says you will know how. 
do it to them. In Jesus' name. God bless you.